reading of Mark chapter 9. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arriving in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus appeared with, was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any other earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it is wonderful for us to be here. Let us make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dear son, loved one. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone that they had seen it, what they had seen, until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? <clears throat> Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. But yet, well, why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? <clears throat> but I tell you, Elijah has already come and they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son to you so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grins his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the devil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And so they brought the boy well, when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. And he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. <clears throat> he replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again.
Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd of people said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can be cast out only by prayer. Leaving that religion, excuse me, leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of, the, of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying, however, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. But they didn't answer because they had been arguing. Because Jesus asked them, what were you discussing? After they arrived at Capernaum and settled in the house, they were arguing who was the greatest among them. He sat down, called the twelve disciples over him and said, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else then he put a little child among them taking the child in his arms he said to them anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me but also my father who sent me john said to jesus Teacher, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one will, who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth. That person will surely be rewarded. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it will be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. For everyone will be tested with fire. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Amen. Amen. All right. On step one, like little children. Oh, that's in chapter 10. That's for our next, our next test. 
let's go ahead and read some of the um, the important points of uh, how about cooperation and peace, not cutthroat. Competition says the Recovery Bible must characterize our interpersonal relationships. Jesus instructed his disciples to fully and peacefully accept others who minister to in his name. Okay. He approved of those who were building up the kingdom of God. And even if they were not part of his core group to disciples. It's interesting how Jesus said they will not talk bad against me if they're using my name to pray for others. Right? It says in verse 39, don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. So a person can take the name of Jesus and perform miracles here. So let's not be shy on praying for people with a miracle. Sometimes it takes a few months for it for the words to catch up and start working. So let's just keep on believing and have faith in that process. We can identify our weaknesses by making an honest moral inventory of our lives and then take action to cut off our offensive parts so we can begin the process of healing. It is usually wise to have the help of a support group as we follow through on such drastic measures. Amen. Through a series of startling statements, Jesus admonished his disciples to get rid of anything in their lives that might draw them away from God. For us, could be TikTok, YouTube, arguing, uh, obsession with sports, something that's taking the place of reading an hour a day minimum of the New Testament, the Gospels, the Epistles, taking notes. We can identify our weaknesses by making an honest moral inventory of our lives and then take actions to cut off our offensive, time-consuming habits. God is patient with us and His love is patience. And we're not getting the things, the happiness we need if we don't get into the Word of God like we're doing right now. I salute you, choir. Amen. I salute you that you're here listening because the Holy Spirit is in you. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for the Word that's been read today. Bring it on home, Lord, into our hearts. May we enjoy this meal and think about it all day long. For it is life unto us, the Word of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the, the point we're making is, let's go ahead and pray for others. I'm going to pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus, I command sickness to leave your body in the name of Jesus Christ and never return again. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command sickness and disease to leave your body and never to return in Jesus' name. I command poverty, loneliness, and lack to leave your body and never enter in again. In the name of Jesus Christ, I seal you with the oil of gladness, with the Holy Spirit, and with the godly skills God has 
unction you, has given you for his glory, for his honor. I command sadness and discouragement and self-pity and loneliness to leave your body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, never to return again. I command poverty and lack to leave your body, to leave your presence in the name of Jesus Christ and never to return again. I command that goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Be blessed, family. Enjoy the rest of this day. God bless you.